0: <laughs> everybody and welcome back to another Nexlander podcast. Vinny Caravella joined by Alex Navarro. Hello. Hello, how are you? I'm alright, how are you
2: doing? Yeah, weird weather we're having here. Oh, you mean this freezing rain that sort of looks like snow but then instantly turns to liquid the second before it hits the ground? Yeah, well we have
0: snow on the ground now but it was like 75 yesterday and now it's like 30 degrees here which is just weird. Uh, Brad Shoemaker, how are you? How's the weather out there?
1: Same old gray fugue state.
0: Great. Nothing Fantastic. ever
1: changes here.
0: Fugue state. Two
1: <laughs> miles from the San Francisco Bay.
0: Fugue. Um, the perma-gray. Uh,
1: yep.
2: The, what is it? The,
0: something is, tried to, the, something is summer I ever spent was winter in San Francisco. I, think
2: that, I think that quote is apocryphal, but
0: yes.
1: Great. I believe that's a Mark Twain. Yeah. Reportedly.
0: The, the cat something the cat something about the i don't know what do they call the fog carl Gary?
1: told carl carl, told carl right. the fog to get the hell out but <laughs> he just can't take the hint
0: uh carl uh folks you're listening to next lander podcast here hope the weather by you is uh, doing uh, uh, normal things but who can say these days am i mm-hmm. right got this all
1: fancy right. brand new radio microphone here maybe i should be doing weather
0: reports uh, Brad Shoemaker on the on the twos. Uh, how's the weather out what, there? What are, what are the twos? The two what's? Uh, two minutes. Two on the on the tens. The ones and twos. Well, that's a DJ thing. I think on when I say tins? like on the tens, they mean like every ten minutes. Like, yeah. Oh, uh-huh. Like three ten. Three. for you,
2: it'd probably be every ten days because that's mm-hmm. how often it takes for the weather to slightly change. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Basically, yes. Uh, foggy.
2: Uh, Fifty three.
1: See you uh, in a
0: week. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right. Uh, I'll tell you what doesn't change is the formula for a Disney uh, TV series shows coming out. Did you guys see this Obi-Wan? Ob- I Obi-Wan? See the one. Uh, the Obi Wan? Obi
1: Wan, the 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 Obi Wide Area Network. I was just going to
0: say. I was just going to say how many people have named their their network or their land the Obi Land.
1: Obi Land. Like,
0: it's mm. got to be, it's got to be a decent amount, right?
1: Do you guys, do you guys do joke SSIDs?
0: No. no? Well, I guess I call mine, uh, uh, Charon or or Sharon, whatever Sharon, however you want to say it. The ferry Sharon. Uh, the fairy, Sharon the, Sharon, the, the, Sharon is good. Sharon is good. Ferry's the dead to my to my router. Uh,
1: I guess. Let me see what I got here. I'm not going to do a full site scan because that takes some time. But let's see. Mm. Wait, am I? Am I am I locating myself by reading that's these right. out? Maybe I that's shouldn't right.
0: you, you're yeah, compromising maybe you don't. your IP sec. Uh
1: there's like three that are like pretty okay, actually. I mean no, they're not like amazingly clever, but okay. you know. I guess they're no they're no like FBI van or whatever, but
0: <laughs> that's pretty good. Does somebody have that?
1: No. Not here. No. That's a okay. that's a pretty common internet joke one though.
0: I like that. Uh do you you don't have anything uh, uh I usually let's say I think one of mine is like that's around here is like the terrible this is, this is crap Wi-Fi. Um, somebody's broadcasting
2: their PS4. The, uh, only, like as the a, only joke one I see here is someone named theirs buff baddies in the car rallied. I, I don't know what that means or what that is in reference to. I'm sure it's an in-joke among whoever that is. Did they
0: spit
1: that out of their password generator?
2: It could have been. <laughs> uh, that's very good.
0: I hope that is just a moving target. That is just a mobile... Mm-hmm. Uh, mobile hotspot. I'm going to tell you what, I don't get too many down here in the old basement, Ooh. in the old the Faraday cage. Oh, dude, I'm so jealous. It's the, it's nice and clean signal down here. It's pure. It's pure. Maybe this is my PS4 putting out a hotspot. Could the, be.
1: The, uh, the side scan on my access point tops out at 100 or 200, I forget, but it fills it up instantly. Ugh. Like, the Wi-Fi pollution around here is just... Wi-Fi is terrible, man.
0: You know, I turned my access points to their lowest lowest setting because strength I, yeah because i felt like i don't want to be polluting the air like it's a pretty small area i need to cover uh and i've got two of them in the house so like you know i don't need to get my wi-fi when i'm like half a block to a block away how, how big a house.
1: How big a plot are you sitting on
0: um no, like uh well there was uh there was a setup and then there was a murder in the second act. And oh, then and okay. denouement Um and then there's Apple No, um I don't know. Half, and it's not big. Half a half, half an acre or something. A a point zero 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 one hectare. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Uh it's it's big enough for the house and a and a little backyard. Uh but yeah, it's like, you know, it's suburb, it's small suburb plot.
2: Uh, is, is Yeah I there aren't apartments it. stacked on apartments stacked on apartments everywhere Dude, if, if you over
1: if your exterior walls are not touching somebody else's exterior walls that that's enough for me <laughs>
0: I could I would probably, if you and I were holding hands, we could probably bridge that gap. If you had like this. a stick, you could probably, yeah. probably <laughs> kind of point <laughs> out right. there and get there. I could probably like, rattle, I could probably rattle somebody's window there. Like the,
1: the people next door, not, not in this building, but the people in the unit adjacent to this building in a, in a different building, like in a different yeah. address next door, yeah. like their loud music comes through into, into our bedroom. And yeah. like, oh dude what are you gonna do like i can't like they're not even yeah. in this building i have no physical way to like knock on their door and be like hey it's kind of
2: loud i am not trying to disparage what you were going through but dude my upstairs neighbor is a dj oh boy mm, oh yeah I've and heard this yeah and you're a drum player so you can fight back oh, that's right like well that's the thing i don't have my loud drums in here i just uh, have my my e-kit dude, which time, is it's much time it's time muffled
1: it's time for the battle of the beats
2: that's no, right. I don't hate the rest of my neighbors enough to do mm. that.
0: I, uh, I had a bass player who lived above me for a while in paper-thin walls. Uh, oh, it was floors. like you lived in Seinfeld. Uh, Yeah, it sucked. I actually got really mad. I, I don't do well with, like, bangy noises and stuff like that. I'm just like, I don't have it in
2: me. I, I don't mind it that much except for because he's a DJ and because he does not appear to have a day job. He does a lot of all night
3: mm. like
2: streams or production or whatever the hell it is he's doing. So there will be times when it's like three, four in the morning and all I hear is. Mm, mm.
3: Mm,
1: so that mm, would drive mm. me bananas. Do you think? Yeah. Do you think he's, is he doing one of those Twitch streams where he's on a green screen with his turntables and it's like he's, he's putting in like a fake digital jib shot. You know what I I'm talking about? I have seen his Twitch stream. Is oh, all you have? Say. How did you find it? How did you, how did you I list? found
2: out his DJ name and then oh, wow. I looked it up and I found my way to it. I am not going to say it out <laughs> loud here one because I don't want to send any hate his way and two also I don't want to promote his work but nonetheless hmm. I do. I have seen his Twitch streams. It's not a green screen. He just does it in his apartment okay. and he just has a whole set like he's clearly set aside a room in his apartment to just oh, well, do that like, There's stuff like all,
1: all these streams though now of people doing that but they've got like a digital crowd in there. I mean it's literally like they're <laughs> playing a club except it's all fake like they're okay. just on a green screen with like yeah. all these digital transition effects
0: I, f- I feel like all of us are missing the point. There's no reason he has to have a speaker going.
1: Yeah, I, was, like, I was also going to say, what about <laughs> plug some headphones in? Why,
0: why isn't there just he- why are the- if he's streaming? You can't feel the music the same way. Oh, man. you can. It's not the, as clear okay. to do it that way.
2: Okay, you're right. No, yeah. I have no idea, and I will say, look, it's probably not as loud as it could have been, but it is still mm. loud enough that I notice. And also, I think part of it is that the walls and floors in this place are we're bleeding like paper mache thin. Oh, okay. Um, they'll, they'll be bleeding at some point oh the walls of Alex's apartment mm-hmm. were bleeding
0: um, you,
2: you love see doing that voice you just I, love
0: it it's one of my favorite I should find out who the actor is from Ghostbusters and see if they have gone on to say anything else mm-hmm. <laughs> wait, it is one of the all time great line deliveries wait what's the line the, uh, the the walls of the the walls of the fifty seventh fifty I think it's 53rd. fifty third oh fifty third precinct were bleeding like when they're going through the uh, what right. do you have to say to that yes yeah, yeah right okay yes when all like running down all of the bad things that are happening in the city in the mayor's office it is uh, like James Earl
2: Jonesian <laughs> and it's like timber and, and it's cadence like, and, and it's like, like, authority yes <laughs> it's very much like oh, oh well clearly okay. we have to yeah um
0: Marty Marty. Mark. um Mark. Uh, Obi-Wan boy I, I love things s- that are looking a little wan these lo- days you know what I, I'm saying yes I wan I love Star Wars I don't think I'll ever hate Star Wars but I'm just tired of some Disney
2: Star is going Wars. to find a way eventually to make you hate sta- Star Wars I'm not saying <sighs> just like, this trailer looked bad it looks fine like it, looked dude, probably it, it looks probably so better than prequels. I thought the set stuff did but it, it
1: looks so prequels it I'm did like, look kind very of prequels. I'm kind of shocked. Also, the entire soundtrack was prequels. Like, everybody was <laughs> everybody was calling out the Duel of the Fates in the middle, but there's also the Battle of the Heroes on the front and back of it. Like, it's just prequels top to bottom. Like, is this where we're at now?
2: I mean, if you didn't think it was prequels, they got, like, Uncle Owen, that actor, right, just shows right. up, and you're like, okay, this is prequels.
1: But also, it's a lot of that neon, glowy, you know, green screen look. Yes. Yeah, in, in weird future Star Wars cities and stuff like that.
2: Definitely a couple of shots in there that don't look like they've been fully rendered. Like, some of the the characters and green screen stuff did not look fully done.
1: Also, would they just take the Jedi Fallen Order stuff and put it in here? Like, those Jedi Hunter characters, like, that uniform, that, like, black mm. armor with cape get-up. It's yeah. the same
2: time period, I think, isn't is,
1: it? I think is straight out of Jedi Fallen Order. I don't know if that's, like, literally the same design, but it's practically the same design.
2: Also, is one of the the bad Jedi Hunter people the guy from the Knights of the Old Republic cover? I don't know. you sure <laughs> I know, one? Yeah, like I Someone know. from that, that species? Actually,
1: real Darth, you mean the, wait. The oh. guy who
2: has like the, the 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 super white head with like yeah, the red yeah, like, markings on him? Uh,
1: what's that guy's name? Is that Malak? Darth Malak? I think that's mal- that yeah, not from, Darth Malak from, from, from KOTOR. Malik. Yeah, a total. Uh, okay, I'm looking at a picture. That's kind of. It's pretty similar. It's pretty. So yeah, yeah did they? I'm did not they, saying the
2: same guy because I think that's a very different yeah, time period. Right. But they they probably came from the same planet. Did,
1: did they just mash up KOTOR and Jedi Fallen Order for this thing?
2: Is
0: that the one that has the the, the, the lightsabers just spinning under
2: underneath while they're I talking? I think it was. Yes, he oh. was the one that had the the spinner rims on his his just lightsaber.
0: Get a light. Just got oh, a laser wait, sword wait, and be done.
1: On. Wait, did I miss a trick lightsaber?
0: It's, I don't know. He could be twirling it while he's yeah, talking. Yeah, it might have just been like trick twirling. Maybe but he like, was in the color guard. But So much lightsaber escalation. Like, ever since Darth Maul, it's always had to been like, be like, what's the new lightsaber in the movie? And it's like, who cares? It's a laser sword. It's cool enough.
2: Be happy with that. At some point, it's just going to be like a light nuke. Oh, here like it is. Like, they're just going to drop a nuclear bomb <laughs> that is just like a green neon color. Let's see.
3: Oh, I
1: it's, think he's just spinning it. You think he's just spinning it? Yeah, I hope so. Because like if it's on like a
0: if it's on like a gimbal or something, like a thing that like comes out and then spins around, I'm bummed out.
2: Like, what if it's stop. like a penguin style like trick parasol, but it's a lightsaber?
0: Okay, and then he f- puts it up and flies away. As yes.
2: uh, uh, okay, then I'd be okay
0: with that. A lightsaber umbrella, yes. Um, yeah, there was like. There was, like, a reverence for lightsabers at some point of, like, you have to build your own, you gotta get the crystal, you gotta tune it, you gotta do this. And then well, everybody's, like, like, putting, like, lights and, and the ground effects
2: on their lightsaber. And well, now all you have to do to build your own lightsabers is go to Disney World, so, like, all the true. magic is gone. But who
1: can afford that? It was never about the lightsabers, it was about the drama that made them swing the lightsabers. At uh, some point, we lost sight of
0: that. Aww. Uh, Aww. Oh, I... We'll probably watch some of this I'll, just I'll, like I watched some of the Mandalorian I finished the Mandalorian. I
1: think it's only six episodes, if I if I read correctly, it's only six, which is pretty bite because that's probably all they could get you and McGregor for. <laughs> uh we'll
2: see.
1: I, we'll see. I I am I am just I'm dying to see what they do with Hayden Christians, and that's like the redemption. He's in there somewhere. The redemption of that dude in the Star <laughs> Wars milieu is very exciting to me. I'm just excited to see how this
2: goes now. I- I'd be more excited about it if I actually liked him more as an actor. Oh, I, like I, have th- no, I have nothing I have no, against the guy. No it's just yeah, that I, all his stuff I've seen him in since then has been dire. I have
1: I have no opinion on him. It's more just the, the absurd trajectory of this entire situation from start to finish. Like the prequels yeah. being what they are and like the fervor around like prequel meme culture and all that stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's just the, the whole thing is just so strange like it's just exciting high it is exciting yeah. yes to see this come full
0: circle finally uh i hope he says something about sand that would be uh uh that would be great and self aware enough uh th- yeah i got I sand in my robotics <laughs> it gets everywhere uh i think 6 episodes is definitely enough for them to try to jam as many characters for a spin-off thing as possible in every 20 seconds of that thing uh, so be prepared for all the fun characters that will get the next series after this so they can keep keep that train of going. Yeah, I
1: mean, honestly, I could totally see some Jedi Hunter series ah. spinning off of this
0: and it will not be by accident. That's, I'm sure course they course are. Yes, no. They've got the oh, screen pl- like six screenplays ready to go on which character oh, catches.
1: Apparently, like, five seasons worth of Jedi escaped the purge somehow, and we're going to have to hunt <laughs> yeah. them all down. Wonder how yeah. that happened.
0: I guess it wasn't, as, uh, it wasn't as brutally efficient as they made it out to be, since uh, Jedi just kind of popping up all over the. I mean, listen, there's supposed to be a lot of them, so maybe I, c- I could buy it. All right. Um, speaking of things popping up, popping up in March here with video games, should we transition sure. to the video games? Why not? Sure. Sure. Why not? Uh, let's take these video games out for a drive, shall we? Mm, I see where uh, we're starting. Uh, beginning with Gran Turismo 7?
2: Yes. Polyphony uh, Digital's latest driving simulator slash video game.
1: Okay. I'm just going to ask this. Yeah. What do you have to say about Gran Turismo 7 that you would not have also said about every previous Gran Turismo?
2: Not a great deal.
1: Okay just wanted to get that out of the way that was my
2: that was my expectation like the joke you and we were making back and forth is that you know there's a lot of you know this isn't your father's this that whatever whenever they're talking about the next hottest thing but let me tell you right now this is your father's driving simulator and oh, yeah. i don't mean that as disparagingly as maybe it comes across i think there's absolutely a place for a game like this and that place Is within the walls of Polyphony Digital making this specific video game over and over and over again. This is their goal. This is what they like doing. And they have done that again.
0: We should should probably state that you are familiar with the Gran Turismo series, but you are by no means a Gran Turismo, a GT head. You are no means. Because there are real diehard Gran Turismo I have played
2: several of them over the years and some a fair amount, but I, I have always admittedly been a little bit more on the Forza side of things, not necessarily where they have been in recent years. Mm. On the simulator side, Horizon games are great, but they are a totally different animal. Um, but, you know, it's been long enough since I played one of these with any significant amount, or put any significant amount of time into them that I was, like, ready! I was ready for another Gran Turismo, and what they gave me was another Gran Turismo.
0: And, like, what is there to kind of say about it? I don't, I don't want to stretch something out <laughs> that there isn't too much to say, but it is a pretty big release, you know, like in terms of. Well, yeah, especially with how
2: long it's been since Forza 7 came out.
1: Yes and no. I mean, it is absolutely like, yes, Gran Turismo is one of the marquee Sony franchises, but also I feel like it just kind of snuck up on everybody. Mm. I don't know if that's because it was so close to Horizon <laughs> and everybody was thinking about Horizon and then also Elden Ring happened in there. But like, I think it happened to us. And I also saw a decent number of other people going like, oh, wait, GT7 like out next week. Where did, where did that come from?
2: Yeah, it's, I mean, the way they promoted it, it felt to me like Sony knows that there is a very specific audience for this game, and it is not the same one that they are going to pitch a Horizon or a God of War at, necessarily. Mm. It is for gearheads. It's for people who are really into the minutia of driving simulators. But, you know, like, it's still a relatively approachable game, I think. It is difficult. The physics are tuned in such a way that you really do have to, like, concentrate on your driving there is no arcadiness in here, but I also don't think it is an impossible game to play if you play driving games at all. Like, I think it is well tuned. The cars look amazing. The tracks a little less so, but like, not to, they don't look terrible. They just definitely have not gotten the same coat of paint that the cars have. But, you know, the game part of Gran Turismo, and especially this one feels like it is there because it has to be there and not because that is really the focus of what they <laughs> want to make. The focus they want to make is a thing you plug a steering wheel into mm-hmm. and you just drive every car you can. And that right. is it.
0: As accurately as they can make
2: it. Right? Yeah. And they, it sounds beautiful. It looks beautiful. You get yeah. And especially when you, music. when you use those replays and the photo mode and stuff like there's some real neat stuff you can do from a visual standpoint of capturing your cars in varying degrees of race or staticness you know like there's a pretty deep photo mode in there there's a lot of good replay stuff but all of that is where the focus is the game itself is literally this little hub world (laughs) this like i'm gonna say like ps2 looking hub environment where you just kind of bop from place to place, and it's like, here's where you buy your parts. Here's where you. Here's this cafe you go to, where the guy who runs it g- tells you to go collect Nissans for some reason.
1: Everything, and I, I don't mean this pejoratively, but everything about the presentation of that game feels like it's lifted straight out of the year two thousand. Like, yeah, it just is that, It's it is that vibe. It is that PS two era vibe, and like they're unapologetic about it, and that's fine.
2: And the thing is, yeah, I don't mind it necessarily. Like, I think one of the problems with the Forza games is that they've become too cluttered with, Mm. like, stuff and economy and just also, especially on the Horizon side, like, they just shove so many cars at you all the time that there's nothing special about unlocking a car or, you know, like, like focusing on getting a car. Here, it's like, you get a decent number of them as you're playing through the campaign. Like, usually they kind of work in blocks of three it's like get these three european hatchbacks or you know get these three nissans or or camaros or whatever but there's like when you go in there there's like a whole written history of that model of camaro and you know there's all like sometimes there's little talking heads that'll bubble up be like hi i'm the guy who invented the camaro let me tell you about it (laughs) and it's like they're clearly invested in the historical aspects of Mm -hmm. it and the, you know, sort of like just the minutiae of what goes into making a Camaro in a way that I think Forza, at least in the last, you know, section of that, that, that franchise lifespan has been a little less invested in
0: a love letter to the automobile industry as indicated
2: by their intro movie. Nobody has ever loved cars more than Yamauchi. <laughs> I genuinely believe this. that that intro
1: movie is kind of cool. I don't know. It's well, no, yeah, I, it's silly. I,
2: it's silly but it, it it I think it speaks to Yamauchi's car thing which is that he views the world through the history of cars. Mm. Like nothing that happens in the world can exist outside of the parallel to car history and that is just how he portrays it. That's how he he looks at things.
0: Uh so this is the follow up on Gran Turismo 6 which was 2014 and then Sport was some like GT 17? GT was GT sport. the, the yeah, was the last and that one. was
2: mostly multiplayer, I think. Okay, and that, that was, was like...
0: What was that, 17, 18? Uh, i have been 16. I don't remember. Somewhere in there. Yeah. Uh, I tell it's been a while since it numbered Gran Turismo. 2017. Okay. 17. Um, so yeah, this is like, you know, it's eight years since the last numbered Gran Turismo. That's a while.
2: Yeah, and but so here's the thing. If you're a Gran Turismo fan, you're going to play this game and you're going to be happy because it does all the things that those games are supposed to do and it does them relatively well, I think. Um, The only thing I haven't really messed with that much is the multiplayer, but I haven't seen anyone saying that it's like bad or broken or anything. So, you know, I I think by and large, this game feels like it's in a pretty good state, you know, out of the gate. Um, If you're just looking for a driving simulator or something pretty to put on your PlayStation 5 that you have not, you know, like, Forza Horizon isn't necessarily the thing doing it for you on the windows or on Xbox. I think it's fine, but it's just understand it's a very different vibe from what other driving games are going for in a world mm. where Forza and, and dirt and, you know, other things like that are kind of the, the primary driving franchises. Gran Turismo is mellow as hell. <laughs> like it is easy listening driving mm-hmm. simulator. And yes. I mean that quite literally because the soundtrack is mostly easy listening.
1: It is the dentist's waiting room of driving simulators.
2: <laughs> it is like it, it that I, I Again, I don't mean this is mean. It says, "Oh, no, I don't mean but that this is yet. the most." This is like one of the most dad games I've played in a long time. To the point where I feel like one of the tooltips should be reminding me to book that colonoscopy appointment.
1: <laughs> well, that's maybe <laughs> a little far. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's not a bad thing. It just is what it is, you know. Yeah, it is what it is, and it's pretty good at being that.
0: Oh, well, I feel like the tooltip should more be like, yeah, like. Hey, you might want to go grab your kid who is not interested in this at all to come take a look at this because this car has a lot of history and you want to tell them all about it while they want to do something else completely.
2: Dad, yes. I don't care about the history of the hybrid,
0: okay? Just come, come in the room. You got to see this. You got to look at this. Listen to that car. Listen to it. Listen to it. I don't. I really I really don't care, Dad. I really, yes, I'm I never d- going to touch this. Yes, car. we
1: all know that you miss being 19. Thank you. Can I go now?
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gran Turismo is also uh, on PS4. So yeah. it's PS5, PS4. It is sixty dollars on the PS4, seventy on the PS5. Ten dollar upgrade path. Sony's brave new world that a- are entering post Horizon.
1: Industry standard setting photo mode for what it's worth. Oh yeah, yeah. The, perhaps and weird. Perhaps the weirdest photo mode I've ever seen. You can.
2: It's super weird, but honestly, I love it. Yeah, I no. genu I genuinely love no, how it's, bizarre and deep it is. Like, I mean, the
1: results the results speak for themselves you can make some really good looking photos because totally. because a major component of the photo mode is actual photos
0: yeah it takes like a flat photo and then maps your 3d car onto it and, and tries sometimes to your ad-
2: driver if you want
0: tries tries to adjust the lighting to match the photo i think in a pretty successful way yeah, get like actually worse.
1: it's it's weird um, um
0: so yeah it's it's weird i guess uh, when we were doing it uh, some folks in our chat said there's like something like 2500 photos maybe more than that um yeah. it was like a lot of scenes some of them are animated where they mask out you know foreground and background so your car is driving oh interesting in, in a photo
2: weird yeah uh, i haven't messed with those too much yet i've just done like a few still images around various fjords but uh unless i'm very much wrong and those are no i think pre- i think you're right i think there is they some look kind like of pre-rendered background yeah
0: yeah um like we when when you were doing that weird screensaver like thing and your car was going around a hill that looked very much looked like a pre rendered background and your car mapped onto it so yeah um,
1: seems to be working like we'll get into yeah. sales figures more later in the show but it debuted at number one physical in the UK which is the only hard data we have right now it knocked Elden Ring out of number one and debuted at number one in the UK so people still want the Gran Turismo.
2: I truly UK. love that the UK is our only bellwether we have for sales anymore.
0: <laughs> they don't have, they don't put out uh, numbers from Japan? No. S- Sony does not? Great. I bet it did okay there. I'm sure I it's bet. doing fine everywhere. I bet
2: yeah. it's doing fine.
0: Uh, that's out now. Gran Turismo.
2: The Seven. biggest Turismo. I'm still playing it, if that tells you anything. Like, I didn't just play it for a couple of days to do this podcast. Like, I, I'm i still, like, vlogging an hour a night just because I it's Chill. Yeah. I'm Chill. enjoying it.
1: reasonable totally. Yeah, it's a great cardigan's album.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's take a quick break and we'll come back with WWE two K twenty two. The games continue. Stick around. This week's show is brought to you by Rocket Money, uh, rad Shoemaker Alex Navarro. I bet you guys have
2: subscriptions. I had a lot of subscriptions. I had too many subscriptions. And at a certain point, I had to drill down. I had to, I had to focus. I had to make sure that I did not have so many subscriptions anymore.
0: You had to take time out of your day. My busy schedule. Your time, which is worth more than anything, to find those subscriptions and cancel. Brad Shoemaker, do you live a subscription lifestyle?
1: I am just a walking monthly bill at this point.
0: <laughs> it's the world we live in. If you need help, boy, guys, I got some. Uh, I got some news for you. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills, all in one place. It says here that most people think they're spending eighty dollars on their subscriptions, but in reality, the number is closer to two hundred. My God. What are we even doing? With Rocket Money, you can easily cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. Rocket Money also lets you monitor all your expenses in one place, recommends custom budgets based on your past spending, and they'll even send you notifications when you've reached your spending limits. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com nextlander. That's rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. Rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. Thanks, Rocket Money. And we're back, and it's time to talk about wrestling. Now, this is also a series that has been away for a little bit. Alex, mm-hmm. you have also played the wrestling, and how is it? You're right back to report.
2: To everyone at home who is not interested in wrestling, and who I go out of my way to try and not subject to my various obsessions around wrestling, I would just like to apologize in advance. But what's I,
1: what's I, like? What sorry? What's like one of those obsessions?
2: One of those obsessions?
1: Yeah. What is what is one of your wrestling obsessions?
2: I mean, collecting wrestling masks. Okay. Yeah,
1: that counts. Yeah, that's one.
2: Yeah, that counts. That's good. Yeah, that's a good one though. I like. Yeah. What well, yeah. another one is playing wrestling video games, or at least it mm. was up Perhaps until.
1: Or- arguably a less healthy pursuit.
2: I would say far less healthy, yes. Though well, maybe so slightly cheaper. Set us up a little bit here on the
0: lead up to 2K22 rest WWE 2K22.
2: So, they took a year off. Uh the 2K21 or 2K20, whatever the last one was, uh they it was a train wreck. Like that was the game where Ukes dis like basically they jettisoned Ukes halfway through development of that game. Uh, because Ukes had kind of been talking some shit about how like 2K would not let them do some things that they wanted to do, and now they are working on the AEW game, which uh, mm-hmm. does not have a release date yet. Um, so, Visual Concepts had to take the whole project over, and they clearly were not able to rein that thing in in a way that kept it fully functional, because it was a real mess of a game. Even for a series that had gotten very messy over a spattering of years, uh, it it was it was a disaster and 2K20 2K20 yes that was the last one so they took a year off and then they also added some months to that development cycle as well it was originally supposed to come out late last year and then they bumped it to march this year so finally is here um it is out on the 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 new consoles for the first time and uh, how do i put this it's more disappointing than it is a train wreck okay it has big problems. It does. Okay. But those big problems are not the sloppy, broken shit that were like we're kind of the the thing everyone held up and posted clips of, of the last game. It's more just like they have simplified some things, they have tried to add some new things, and also it is not fully stable. And Do you if, think that... Sorry, go I'm- ahead.
0: Well, do you think that this is a, a, a decent foundation
2: to move forward from? I don't know the answer to that question because I can't tell you how much of this is built on the old foundation, which was haunted uh, or <laughs> okay. it versus like them really starting from scratch. Gotcha. All right.
1: What do, what do you mean it's not stable? Like, is it crashing on you?
2: So a little bit. It's not like constant, but so they've, they're already having major server problems, which is always a thing with these games. But there are certain modes that are tied to online that are not just multiplayer. Like, you can't do their ultimate team equivalent if it can't connect to the servers because it does all that virtual currency shit, and they need to make sure you're not, you know, hacking their virtual currency. So, today, while the servers were completely broken and I could not connect, I tried to play one of the offline modes, and then after getting a little bit into there and loading up a match, the game just straight up spit me back out to the Xbox menu. Mm. So there are some crashes, and there are some other things that are just straight up not stable. But the bigger thing is that and when you are playing that game successfully and you're in there, you're in matches, you're doing what you're doing. It is not a cavalcade of physics glitches and shit going awry and stuff. Just like AI breaking nonstop. Like it's functional. Would I call it good? I'm not sure it's there yet, but they, they scaled back some of the control stuff to make it more simple. Like it feels a little more arcadey than some of the previous games we've gotten. They got way into the weeds of the idea of simulation wrestling and I just don't think they had a foundation there to make that stuff ever feel good. So they made it a little more action-y and a little faster. And I don't think that's a bad choice, but I can't say that I would call playing the matches that much fun. Mm. And I,
0: It looked alright from what I saw. Some of the animations, like the the, you know, the animation the characters looked okay the fidelity of some of actually i should walk that back because once Mm -hmm. you got into people characters i recognized um they started to maybe not look like the people i actually could recognize
2: yeah it's so there's the thing that people have been posting a bunch of are like facial comparisons to the last game and there are some that are very noticeably worse Mm. um specifically it's a lot of the the people who are not the rock you know, like people who are not that like <laughs> yeah. super upper upper echelon of talent. Yeah. Those did not get the same edit pass that or those got a much higher edit pass than the some maybe some of the other roster mm. members did. Um I don't think a lot of the character models look that great. I think a lot of the faces look off in a way that is disappointing because mm. they did have more time and a lot of I mean, granted, some of these people are no longer with the company. But presumably some of those people went in for face scans at some point and or maybe they didn't because everyone was at home during the pandemic. Mm. Like there's some definitely some stuff in that story mode where you can tell whoever record was recording those lines was doing so over a webcam mic. Like it is (sighs) rough. Mm. And you play
1: any more of that? We watched some of that story mode on the stream. We did. Yeah, I seemed goofy.
2: It is goofy. I played a little more of it. I. I have the same problem with it that I've had with some of the other ones which is that they don't know how to tell a story that isn't just a rise through the ranks, you know, NXT to main roster pipeline story. And the writing around the edges of that is never very exciting. I think there's some goofier stuff in here that's a little bit funny in a way that these usually aren't. Mm. But I haven't really latched on to any of what's happening yet and it I I just the other thing is that like the way they are framing NXT in this is not accurate anymore. NXT is not developmental the way it was when they were building out this mode. They kind of gutted that brand and redid a bunch of stuff. So it feels out of date in a way that like 20% of the roster also feels out of date.
0: Huh. Um well. Is it as a WWE product, mm-hmm. do you think it will fill like, if people are looking for that, is it better than it has been? Well, not <sighs> counting 20, because that sounds like it was a real mess. Is it... You know, but I always hear complaints about... Or I've heard complaints about 2K's, you know, wrestling games for a while.
2: Yeah. I I don't know how to answer that yet. Like, I am I want to spend more time with it when it's actually working. Okay. Um, Like, when the, the servers aren't kicking me off and, like, you know, it's not crashing. But... The thing I'm coming away from is that they, they have correctly identified some of the things that were very wrong with that series. They did not necessarily fix very many of them to a satisfying degree,
3: mm-hmm. but
2: they at least seem to be gesturing toward an acknowledgement that, like, yeah, this wasn't working the way it was, so we're trying something different. It just doesn't feel like it's there yet. Okay. It is, um... Like, in a way, it's sadder, <laughs> because it's, it's, like, you can tell that, like, they tried, yeah, they tried some things. They did some things. They added some things. They f- tried to focus on some things that they thought that were like kind of their you know tentpole things that they had to do. It just didn't get. All- it doesn't feel like it's all the way there.
1: I I have like someone with like zero specific interest in wrestling or mm-hmm. wrestling video games. I still, just from the standpoint of like academic curiosity, I am like kind of dying to see how this AEW game goes down. Me too. When it when it finally comes out, because like. Is that game going to mirror the reality of actual AEW where it's like, oh, wrestling is good again. Now wrestling video games are good again. You know what I mean? Like, like, is that game going to come out and be amazing?
2: I don't I don't know. Like, they haven't shown very much of it up to this point. And what they have shown looked solid. Like, the thing they are very clearly inspired by are those old Aki and 64 wrestling games. (laughs) Like, it looks (laughs) like it has that kind of game flow to it, but with like a more modern visual presentation.
0: I like those games.
2: But also, it's not Aki. It's Ukes. But I think they hired some people who worked on those Aki games to work on this. So, I don't know. Like, I want to believe that game will be good, but they haven't shown enough for me to have any opinion one way or the other. One thing I I know for sure is that they are probably frantically trying to add wrestlers to that game constantly because they keep signing people who were Mm. let go by WWE and other places. So, I, I, they may also have a roster out of date problem, but in the other direction where a bunch of people who are now mainstays there just aren't in the game because they couldn't get them in time.
1: That doesn't have a date, does it? No, they—they.
2: They, I think they loosely said they were targeting this year, but I don't even know if they've confirmed okay, yeah.
1: that. Right here on their site, it just says, Upcoming console game currently in development by Ukes.
0: Yeah. So WWE's 2K22 mm-hmm. on... PS5, 70 bucks, PS4, $60. And then they, I hate this. I really don't like this. To get the PS4 and PS5 version, it's $80. Like Ooh. I I really think they sh- you should get the PS4 version with the PS5 version. I, I like that much better. I don't know about, you know, you, you when you pay for the more expensive one, you get the other one. You is, know what 2K better. likes
2: better? Having your money. I guess yeah. so.
1: I think 2K has always been on the extreme end since these consoles launched, right, of monetizing multiple generations. Like, didn't... um, God, wasn't it NBA, I think, Mm -hmm. had launched with consoles, had, like, kind of the most egregious, like, pay-through-the-nose-to-get-both-versions policy?
2: Well, and also had the most... Like, that series has become one of the most egregious examples of, like, a game just getting lousy with microtransactions and ways to give them additional money to the detriment of the actual game. And I feel like they want to do that with WWE. And to be fair, nobody is a bigger mark for giving companies money than WWE fans. I say that as someone who was a WWE fan for a long time. Like I have definitely spent a lot of dumb money on wrestling products that I probably should not have. And those games are like one of their big, You know, things that they expect to make them a lot of money every year, which is why they took a year off, because the reputation was getting so bad for those things that it was actually, I think, starting to hit their sales a little bit in a way it never had.
0: Out! Uh, out, out as of the time of this recording, uh, there's a version out now, but the uh, yeah,
2: the, the version think... that's out now is the one that, that if you want like the super NWO mega yes. edition or whatever the hell, like you pre
0: order the $120 it. edition and the $100 edition, I think, are out now. Otherwise, I believe it's the 11th is the uh, um, uh, the, the standard
2: edition release date. I, I think if you're gonna do this, you have to stop having this period be the soft launch of the game. Because if I'm pre ordering for $120, I really don't want to be your test bed for why the servers don't work. Hmm. That hmm. seems like a really shitty proposition, actually. What a bonus. <laughs> what, <laughs> what a, a bonus. <laughs> you get to QA test for us for free.
0: Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I, I don't know how to respond to that in terms of criticism, just because development during this whole last two years has been. Oh, yeah incredibly hard but who knows if it had been normal if this thing would have been up to speed there's been such a a development turnover at that whole thing anyway
2: let let me be absolutely clear this is not me criticizing in a i can't believe these lazy devs kind of way like no i know like Uh, i they they took the time and they showed they are showing here that they are at least recognizing some of the long-held problems with this series i whether it be the pandemic resources what have you they just don't feel like they've gotten there yet
0: WWE 2K22, uh, some of the new games there with Gran Turismo 7, mm-hmm. uh, and now let switch gears and then go back a little bit into what we've been, um, uh, our passion projects, mm-hmm. the games that uh, the games we yes. can't let go of.
1: We must satisfy our passion for long-ass video games. Yeah,
0: Boy, howdy. Brad, you've been digging more into Elden Ring?
1: Yeah, do you want to talk about that? Yeah. For Horizon? Let's do yeah. it. Yeah. Um Gosh, I mean, if we're just doing a progress check, I had been putting off, okay, my time with Elden Ring in the last week. Okay, first of all, I was, I was all in on Horizon last week this time. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then I immediately, after <laughs> last week's podcast, put Horizon down in the, and oscillated back toward Elden Ring for a week. Okay. Um, I had been putting off going into any of the castles, because there are some castles in that game. There sure you, you are. May have, you may have seen off in the distance. You see the castle. <laughs>
2: Can you go there? You're gonna get killed um, there.
1: <laughs> I did not go there. In fact, until the last few days, uh, I've mostly been in Stormvale Castle, and then I finally went to Castle Morn last night as well. If you guys have any idea what that means,
0: not a clue.
1: Fuck both of those places. Okay. Like the, I mean, the, the Stormvale is the one you explored in the stream we did.
0: The one where I got yeah. my
1: Wolverine claws. Uh, got your got your claws and stuff. Like yeah. those castles are the places that this game feels the most traditionally Dark Souls to me. Mm-hmm. Like real intricate, like overlapping. Wrapping back around routes, you know, a lot of like peer over the side of this rooftop you're on and see if there's a ledge you can drop down onto, you know what I mean? Yeah. That kind of stuff. Um
0: Watch your watch your six kind of
1: Yeah, place. like I'm trying to think of something interesting to say about it other than that I have been dying in those castles a lot. I mean Stormvale is fucked, man. Like it's it's a lot.
0: I well, don't let know me- if I want to let me ask it's, you.
1: Um It's rough. There are rough parts of that thing. I I got to Godric last night for people who knows what, who know who that is or what that means. I think he's one of the Lord Lords. I think oh. he's one of the like, Yeah,
2: Godric uh, is one of the main bosses. He's I one
1: think. of the he's right up there with the dung eater. How has
2: that, that gone?
1: Uh, I fought him like twice and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna go do something else. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of, you know, as we've said, it's one of the beauties of that game, right? Is like I kinda I kinda continue to be shocked at how easy fast travel is in that game. Like no mm-hmm. limits. It's like Easier to fast travel in Elden Ring than it is in Horizon.
2: (laughs) It's such a blessing,
1: honestly. Like, like, you know, roll that one around in your head. I think Um, it's like,
2: can you do it in
0: combat, or do you have to be out of combat? No, you
1: can't even open the map in combat. It's funny, you actually have to listen to, there's like, there's very explicit you're in combat music, and then very explicit you are not in combat, you are just roaming music. Okay. And you kind of have to listen for that cue. Right. Because otherwise, you literally can't even open the map while it still considers you to be fighting. Um. Yeah, it's like, you know, I fought that dude a couple times and I had just beaten a couple of bosses. And I was like, I don't have the stomach for this right now. And like, literally, in the space of 30 seconds, I had ported all the way across the map and, and, and was so just doing totally different stuff.
0: I was going to ask you when you're in, like, when you're through the castle gate in the castle proper, is it more, can you do explorations inside corridors there in a satisfying way? Or are you teleporting out of the castle and exploring landmass?
1: Um, you mean like when I get burned out on the castle or? like
0: if you go fight Godric are you like oh, I'm gonna go explore I, that's where Godric oh. is the fog door I'm gonna go explore a lot of the castle or are you jumping out of the castle
1: there are some other routes around that I've kind of poked around in a little bit I mean it's dense with enemies there's like there's this courtyard where there are literally like 20 enemies around and they all just kind of come at you and mm. like I won't get into it too much there are some real bullshit like oh there's a guy up here with a flaming ballista who's just gonna shoot you <laughs> before you see him Great. type shit oh I have lost a Tremendous number of souls in there. The thing that got me the most excited in the past week, it's kind of a, it's a very minor mechanics spoiler, but it's also the kind of thing that like, I genuinely don't think 99% of people would ever figure this out unless they read it on Reddit. Okay. <laughs> or, you, know, I, you know, unless they looked it up, it's like a very obscure mechanical thing that you'll appreciate. Um, I was okay. Again, minor spoiler. If you care, skip ahead a minute. <laughs> Uh, remember that dude in that stream when we rolled up to the castle? It's right after market and the big gate is there. And then you go to the left, the laughing guy, and and there's a dude in there who's like, Hey, don't go through the main gate, the guards will fuck you up. But I got the side passage, yeah. You should go through the side passage, it'll be way easier. Yeah, chuckle. You know, it's like, I don't know if I trust that laugh, but like, yeah, so. Like, I don't know, five hours game time later, I'm like rolling around in the castle. I kept dying in this courtyard area a bunch and I kept going and getting my souls or runes, you know, the <coughs> terminology of this game. And I kept noticing every time I would die and pick up my runes that I had lost like a third of them. Oh, like it's like, oh, I had 5000 runes when I died. Now I have like 3800. What the fuck, like I literally just picked them up 20 seconds after I died. Right. I was just like, what? Is there a mechanic I'm missing in this game? What's going on here? And like I just kind of forgot about it and went off and did some other stuff. Talking to some friends about it later who linked me to the explanation of this. That fucking guy.
0: Is a rune stealer?
1: If you yeah, so if if you follow that side path like he tells you to, he then proceeds to follow you around the castle constantly. And steal a bunch of your runes when you die. Can you see him following a- you around? And apparently, I haven't figured it out, or I haven't, I haven't managed to do this myself. Apparently, you can catch him in the act. Like,
0: Oh, if you get I there fast enough or something? D-
1: no, no, it's not him going to your like bloodstain or whatever. It's not him picking them up. It's, it's you can catch him following you. Oh, okay. B- before you die, while you're still roaming around, you can literally, like... I don't know how you do it. I was reading a bunch of people on Reddit who said they had done it, but nobody seemed huh. to quite know how. Like just certain areas of the castle, if you just happen to spin the camera at the right time, you'll fucking find that guy following you. Can you Apparently, just kill him? So yes, you can kill him. Some people were saying if you could, you can run up to him and confront him about it and he will like apologize <laughs> say like, he'll be like, like, oh, I, I'm sorry. I'll stop sealing him. I, I've got what I need and he'll like give you an item. And fuck oh, off. I see. I see. Okay. Like, it's just so ridiculous. That is like, ridiculous. I never would have noticed or figured that stuff out if I hadn't gone and read about it. But like, just the That's fact funny. that the fact that that is in there is just the coolest secret. I.
2: It is. It is through. a game replete with stuff like that. Yeah, but that is definitely like a, a a head of the table fucking goofy ass thing that I'm very fond of.
1: Yeah, so I kind of fell behind the the curve of where most people are. I think because I took that time off for Horizon again. But mm-hmm. like, yeah, so I'm on Godric and Stormvale. I'm like halfway through Castle Morn, or actually, I think most of the way through it as of last night. Um, what else have I done? gosh i don't know how to describe some of the stuff i've done because it's also vague like i got ported to some giant tower at one point as one does i don't mm. know that game continues to be great i you're digging it yes i still don't feel like i've really keyed into a build yet okay i still don't know what i'm specking toward i don't feel like i found okay. enough good weapons to really say like i'm gonna go strength or int yeah. or whatever what are you
0: dropping points into
1: mostly strength right now, like enough of the weapons have strength and dex requirements that I'm just kind of generically mostly doing strength with some dex just so I can try some more stuff out, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm, pretty much,
2: I'm pretty much all dex and health and strength at this point.
1: Yeah, like I, I keep seeing people talk about like, oh, I found this incredible int Sword and stuff like that and I just mm-hmm. had, I feel like I haven't found any of those real game-changing cool weapons yet. I've got those claws, but I can't use them.
2: I am so <laughs> resisting paying attention to, like, the zeitgeist around this game, like, I don't re- like, at some point, I will go looking, and, you know, I'll be like, all right, I want to find this particular weapon. I want to go to this particular place. But I have not felt the need to try and catch up with where other people are, because I think I'm having more fun just finding stuff on my own. I don't really care if I'm making progress at this point.
1: Yeah. Um, I know there's a layer of stuff, like that dude I was talking about, who, like, like there's, there is always stuff in those games that you kind of... Unless you're just like, unless you're one of the YouTubers who picks these games apart for years on end, like you're probably not going to find some of that stuff yourself. Mm -hmm. And and that's when it's, that's when it gets fun to start clicking on spoiler text in discord conversations.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, also this one has a, a PC version out of the gate, right? So people are unlocking the camera and able to go and and do all sorts of stuff around places. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. Right, right, right. Kind of discover some of the things that are, are maybe a little more obscure yeah, in fun ways.
1: Also, in the in Stormvale, I'll say, since you asked about exploring, I saw something in the distance that looked like it might be some straight up platforming.
2: Okay. Oh, there is some platforming in this game, my friend.
1: Considering, considering this game has a legitimate actual jump now for the That's first right. time. Like That's it right. looks like I, 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 couldn't tell how to get there, but it sure did look like. Oh, I just need to like <laughs> hop across a bunch of platforms to get up there, don't I? Uh, uh yeah. Boy. I, I, I'm getting ready to go out of town for a bit here, and like, I'm kind of sad that I'm. I'm not going to be able to play that game for a good week and a half. It'll be waiting for you. Yeah, that's yes, that game's not going anywhere. That's for I have sure. a feeling I'll
2: be playing this game through a lot of this year. Uh, yeah,
1: that's probably true. But then, In like, short
2: bursts, mostly. But I keep
1: watching people I know getting way further than me. It makes me mm. feel sad like I'm missing out on something. You got
2: to let the FOMO go, man. Just like go at your own pace, find things at your own pace. Like the knowledge will always be there for you oh, when you want it.
1: I know, but there's some. There is a shared excitement about these games when they're new and everybody's like peeling them apart. Yeah, it's hard to recapture after the fact. But I
2: just don't have the attention span for like focusing on a game like that every night for weeks on end. Like, I just can't do it.
0: I just don't talk to people anymore. That also, yeah. Well, no, not not in a positive way. Just like I don't, I don't have anybody to share anything with. It's Just you know. you've got us. No, it's good. It's fine. I like it. I like it better this way. It could yeah, you know
1: it's remember working in an office
0: yeah like listen the best one for me was probably fez like that was probably the most hey did you see this thing did you uncover this thing yeah it was a lot of fun uh the souls games the like the difficulty mixes in in a way with the kind of opaque or inscrutable nature of it in a way that is like oh my gosh you're just way better at this game than i am i'm just not getting past this thing so uh but i'm excited to go back to Elden after my time with Horizon! How's that going? It's going great! It's, um, I I think I am now, I don't know if I said this last time, I might have gotten mixed up. I am now, I think, officially at the 40 hour mark. I think I might have mm-hmm. said 30 or 40 last time, I don't remember, but I'm officially at the 40 hour mark. I have not pushed the story forward much at all. Oh. Um, oh I,
1: I was expecting you to be like, yeah, I'm on like the third of three... <sighs> of that the was kind dungeon of my plan. I need to do. Yeah.
0: yeah, that was my plan, and then I was like, you know what? I do this in every game. It's probably why I like those factory games, too. I was like, let me build out, let me get all the upgrades for my character to make those things, you know, easier for myself. Let me go get the armor I want, and let me go get any uh, uh, weapons that I want. So I wound up doing the um, the pitmaster challenges. Oh, I like I the up, melee pit yeah, stuff? I went up, uh, finding those and I did all the salvage contracts, um, because you can pretty much go do those whenever you want.
1: Oh, they uh, don't gate you from like the, the salvage stuff in particular, I thought was like, oh, they're going to hold me back from like, clearly no. they're going to give me some amazing armor at the end of this quest chain, uh, but I bet they hold that back till the end of the game, but no,
0: no. So I had done enough side quests where I, I don't know if you remember, but they kind of give you mainline quests and they're like, this one is like level 10, this one's 15, this one's level 20. So I'm like level 40. Uh, and so uh, even on the salvage contract stuff, they're like, by the end of it, they're like, this is kind of a level 40 thing. And I was like, I'm, I've done a lot of side quests here. I'm okay. Um, and so I was able to do it. Some of them are actually kind of hard. The Pitmaster stuff was not. There was only one fight in the Pitmaster thing that I was, I'll tell this story. It's not a spoiler really, but, um, uh, I was fighting a guy and he had a shield, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, I'm just banging my head against, This guy with the shield uh, and not making any progress. Fun for maybe like a half hour, and was like, "I just this is like so so much harder than anything has been in this game." And then my son kind of sits down and is watching me and is just like, "Well, what are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm trying to fight this guy. I'm getting super frustrated at fighting this guy." He's like, "Okay, okay." And then he's like, "What happens when his shield turns purple like that?" I was like, "Wait, what?" He's like, "When the shield turns purple, what does that mean?" I was like, "What do you mean his shield's turning purple?" He's like, "Yeah, after you, it seems like it turns purple." And it turns out like you could just break his shield like with the the resonator arrow at some point and like wait there's a resonator arrow Uh you know when oh, you man. do the resonator blast it, you know, the the explosion blast Oh that oh, thing. Yeah, yeah, thing yeah sorry yeah, yeah, not yeah, yeah, the yeah. arrow sorry the but like you can hit the shield with
1: an arrow after like, a certain point I was just like oh my god are there actually more arrow types I haven't seen
0: There there are more arrow types oh, you geez. haven't seen but um <laughs> Uh, but yes, and so like uh, that it was just a funny thing of like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for being able to see colors, um, and that made that thing much easier. And then uh, went on. So I got I got that uh, finished that quest, and I finished the salvage contract quest, and I think I'm I'm loaded now. I think is I'm that, ready.
1: So is that on. like ultimate end game stuff? Does it seem like because like it, the we talked about it before? Like there's that shield weaver armor in the first game. That yeah, I think, I think you can only get that after you beat the game or maybe like right at the end and that stuff's like that that thing is like practically makes you invincible but i don't know if this is at the same level
0: so this is a legendary armor piece um but there are multiple legendary armor pieces it seems like this one is pretty damn good um but there are so many different ways to play or spec in it this one seems like the best generalist armor Mm -hmm. it's not like and there are other legendary pieces you can get that are like, "Hey, are you super stealth? Are you super arch- archery? Are you super ranged?" But this one seems like a pretty good general uh, piece that that I got it. I'm pretty happy with it. I'm going to wear it. Um, now I'm going to hunt down the upgrades for it. But I'm mm-hmm. going to go continue with the story. And- you going to die it.
2: I'm going to die it. Yes, I'm going to go mm-hmm. get those dies. Um, oh, I thought I'm- you said are you going to die it? Like he was making his, uh, you know, his his New Year's resolutions here.
0: Oh, am I gonna diet? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I'm gonna stop eating all those berries. Just too many. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, nobody really. You knows don't have to pl- collect them all, any, I promise the, you. The cholesterol in those berries. People don't tell you about those. Uh, no, it's. Um, I like. I, I like the checklist stuff in those games, and that this game, if nothing else, is a gigantic checklist. Like it is. It is an maybe too much checklist uh, in this game. But it is certainly one of those. So I find it a game that is awesome to put on and like run errands in kind of, um, kind of back when I enjoyed Assassin's Creed more of like, go get all the feathers, like, kind of go on, just go do the thing. And just, it's not challenging mentally to go do any of this stuff. It is kind of very, very um, junk food you know, mm-hmm. checklist junk food uh, in a way that I like. You know, you're like
1: you're, um, um, Ghost of Tsushima was the same way. Uh, like, I remember, I remember explicitly using the phrase junk food to describe that game as mm-hmm. well of just like, there are a whole lot of fox dens out here to discover and <laughs> mm-hmm. none of them are very hard, but it's just, it's a pretty game and it's just kind of pleasant to check off a
2: list. There sure are a lot of baths out here I can <laughs> slip nude into.
0: Yeah. But, but uh, this
2: one even, uh, Horizon,
0: it doesn't stop like, the curve on it does not feel exponential. It feels very linear in terms of, like, I'm still just getting tons of points. Like, I'm doing a thing, leveling up, getting three points, dropping them in, leveling up, getting three points, dropping them in. Like, it's doesn't, it doesn't feel like it has that weird, like, steepening of the curve where, like, oh, you've got to now play five hours to get a level. Mm-hmm. It still is, like, every side quest is another level and get some more points. So. I really like... Th- like, that's rewarding to me in that drip of, like, I think
2: somewhere along the way they did some focus testing, and by they, I mean video games at large <laughs> that said people don't like that period in where you stop getting the points mm. every time you complete a thing, <laughs> and how do we fix that?
1: Yeah, I mean, my assumption is it seems like it's balanced to just let you unlock that whole skill tree. I oh, assume, my gosh. I assume it's not not only possible, but relatively easy I to do I bet you will points. do it long
2: before you get to the final yeah,
1: encounter. Yeah, it, it seems that way. Also, like... Because they don't put levels on enemies, I don't know if the enemies scale to your level or not. I, I'm not clear if they are like silently I think They're
2: supposed to ramping
1: up damage and health values as you level. I'm I not sure.
0: Don't know, man, because I've been there's like level forty stuff that is like, oh, this is the big this is the big dog, and it's like level forty and I'm like level forty, and it's like, oh, you'd think this would be like level sixty. You know, this is a thing. I don't think I'm supposed. To, this is some endgame stuff. I think I don't know. When maybe when I'll I'll find out when I go into the story stuff. But like I said earlier, the story missions have that like MMO style level next to it. So it's like, hey, this this story mission is level fifteen. This story mission is level twenty, and this story mission is level twenty five. So I assume that that's not lying, and it's going to like recalculate the stuff. Maybe there are random encounters out in the world that'll scale but i don't think so i think it's and i love that i love when you out outpace a game in levels mm-hmm. um so, so you
1: haven't so you haven't done any of the zelda temples i mean i don't know that they're actually temples though it's just that's the metaphor we used last yeah week yeah of- so
0: i've gone and i've seen them all in in my cause oh. i've tried to uncover the maps uh for all the areas that's where like the salvage contracts are and so i've tried to get all the tall necks and do all the um so i've been to the other areas but i haven't actually done the insides of uh, if that okay. makes sense. Um, That's kind of uh, like,
1: the sorry. Well, like, I, I
0: just, I'm, I so I haven't moved any of the story necessarily forward there. Yeah, like I, I want to see
1: what's going to happen with the story, but like the, the other big driver for me to keep going in that game is to see the other lands. Like I really yeah. want to, I want to see their vision of post-apocalyptic San Francisco, you know, like <laughs> I really want to see what Las Vegas is like in that yeah. game. Like I'm so I was in kinda, the
0: desert, like I've seen that stuff. Right, because we
1: um, we talked about it before, they start you in areas that look so much like the first game, and even now I'm in the snow area. Yeah. Snowy. It's not as mm-hmm. snowy as Frozen <laughs> Wilds from the first game, but like it's up there. But even that is fairly familiar, you know? Yeah. Versus, yeah. Like, versus like the little bit of tropical like footage I've seen of the coastal area that's pretty tropical with the Golden Gate Bridge and all that stuff. Like I really want to see, because it's such a gorgeous game, I really want to see some actual variety in the environments.
2: Finally, another- San Francisco gets different weather.
0: nothing's really blown my my uh uh, my gourd yet Mm, in terms mm -hmm. of variety like I have been in the tropical area been in the desert the whole thing it's different for sure and it is pretty the whole way through um you know the the most different you get is inside the cauldrons like that is really the you know the the, where it's all machined out um and stuff when you're in the the, board cube basically yeah and those things you know we talked about this last time a bit but do they wear out their welcome a little bit like I think sometimes they're a little long and a little tedious at at parts. Um, It definitely helps now where the combat, some of those cauldrons are like, and there aren't that many. I I think there's only like four and I've done three. I might've done the last one the other day. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I was surprised to see there's only like five tall necks in the game too.
0: Yeah. And so um, they do a thing uh, in the game mechanically where. Instead of getting all the override codes out of the gate, you actually have to get missing data for some of the override codes, which which requires you to go get components from certain critters out there to finish them. So it's not like you do the cauldrons and suddenly you're riding on the back of a T Rex. You've got to go do the rest of your stuff. Uh, But I'm really enjoying Horizon Forbidden West, and I'm actually people have said the story keeps doing some swerves in it, and I'm I'm curious to see that as well. So, but now that I'm ready to go out, I'm geared up. There was one thing that I, I don't know if everybody realizes, but if you zoom out of the map, you don't have to. And there's like a fire at a town. You could just fast travel to the um, town marker on the map. You don't have to zoom into the fire if you want to fast travel. Because I was like, man, there's no, there's, there's, I gotta find the, the the fire inside this town. And it's like, if you just zoom out and just put the thing over the town, it'll just fast travel you to the nearest fire. You do not time. have to acquire the fire. Yeah, you don't have to acquire. The fire. Um. All right. That's Horizon. Uh, that is Elden. That is Gran Turismo. That is WWE 2K22. That can only mean one thing. We're gonna take another break, and then we're gonna come back with the news. Stick around. We'll be back soon. This week's show is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Alex Navarro, Brad Shoemaker. You're not gonna walk out of the house naked, right?
2: Not if I can help it.
0: You're gonna put your VPN on first.
2: Yeah, of course. Of course. It's one leg at a time, like I always do.
0: <laughs> ExpressVPN is the easiest way to browse safely, securely, and just better. I just used ExpressVPN, I was away on a trip. I've had ExpressVPN for a couple of years here. When I got on that hotel Wi-Fi, I slipped right into ExpressVPN, one click, very easy. Get in there, and then I was able to access the internet. Let's say,
1: yeah. what are you doing on that vacation there? I
0: was, I had to access my GitHub account, and uh-huh. I was doing yes. some coding. And then, I'm sure, I, I used my Express VPN and then VPN into my home computer.
1: Likely story,
0: uh huh. And then, uh, I watched, uh, you know, I watched uh, some videos, uh, you know, and it's That's fast, what they enough.
1: all say.
0: It's got great speeds. It was connected very easily. I was even able to stream an HD problemless on the hotel Wi-Fi. And they didn't know it. they didn't know a damn thing. It says here you can connect to ExpressVPN and you won't even realize you have it on, which I can vouch for, it's pretty seamless. So right now, go to expressvpn.com/slash Nextlander, and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash nextlander to get three extra months of expressvpn, expressvpn.com slash nextlander. Thanks, expressvpn. All right, we are back and it is time for the video game world news report.
1: Wait, are we the weekly world news of video games? Is that what you're saying?
2: Yes, I am the Bat Boy of video games. Damn it.
1: Bat Boy boy is the only reference I have.
2: Uh, It's either Bat Boy or Alien Abduction. What of the two.
1: Elden Ring Uh, has been abducted by aliens.
2: (laughs) Oh boy, I hope not. Uh, We've got, we
0: talked a little about Elden Ring before, but there is some news. Brad, what is going on in the news world of Elden Ring?
1: Uh, I alluded to some UK sales figure stuff earlier when we were talking about Gran Turismo, but uh, we also have got so I don't know why for whatever reason reporting of sales data up to the minute is really good in the UK versus everywhere else. Hmm. Uh, I think the firm GSD over there reports like physical and digital sales pretty uh, in a pretty timely manner and a pretty comprehensive manner, so it actually gives you a decent window into how things are doing. Elden Ring has exploded out of the gate in a way that I absolutely did not expect. And that is with all of the astronomical levels of hype in mind. Huh. Um, It had the biggest launch of a video game that was not FIFA or Call of Duty since Red Dead Redemption 2 almost four years ago. Wow. Three and a half, four years ago. So, um,
2: huge, huge sales. Now, like... Huge. Dark Souls games and Bloodborne were pretty successful in their own right, right? Like, those games sold fairly well.
1: Well, this story, uh, this gamesindustry.biz story, says that sales had been trending downward for From Software games since Dark okay. Souls 3. That Sekiro did a pretty small fraction of Dark Souls 3. And then the they list the Demon Souls remake for PS5 in here as having done even less than Sekiro. But I mean, that was a launch game for a console nobody could buy. Like, yeah, and it was a remake
2: by a different studio, and, and it's
1: a remake. Like, I don't know if that's really a fair comparison here or whatever. But anyway, like, Elden Ring is like dramatically reversed that trend, like to the tune of 2.5x, according to them, of what yeah. Horizon Forbidden West did in its first week. Damn, uh, bigger sales than Cyberpunk 2077 or Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Like, like that. I, you know, I knew these games were big, but I still felt like it was kind of a niche sort of big. Not a like biggest game in the industry, kind of big, but I guess this mm-hmm. is the inflection point. But that's for their the thing games right?
2: now. Like everyone's playing this thing, everyone's talking about it. And sometimes that word of mouth is the thing you need to knock a thing over the edge, especially when enough of that word of mouth is hey, that thing that drove you crazy about those other games, they fix that by letting you fast travel to other places to go do other stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, there are definitely things about this game that are pretty...
2: Oh, it's still one of those games, 100%.
1: Like, people who really didn't like those other games probably can have a similar experience here, but I don't know, this was pretty eye-opening to me to see that, like, these games are actually like, officially one of the biggest things going in games now, and not just like, you know, again a thing that is big among a very specific like, relatively small audience, like it is, no, these are just these are the games now
0: it deserves it's, it it's um some of the the platform breakdowns i know these aren't completely accurate but they stuff reported in these stories of on the physical side ps5 and pc and xbox having the the biggest share with then nine percent on ps4 on the physical side s- stuck out to me as like why what happened on the ps4 there I, and I don't, they don't break out Xbox into the different flavors of Xbox, and I wonder if that's a roll-up, and that, that actually does make sense if you roll the PS5 and PS4 together then to get uh, a bigger share, you know? That's mm-hmm.
1: possible. I mean, Europe is also very... It leans very heavily toward the PlayStation. Like, Xbox just has much less of a presence in Europe than it does in America, so...
0: Well, that's what I was saying. Yeah. Like, that's why I was wondering why... Like, PS4 had 9%, and they said Xbox had about 30%. Right, but then PS Five had thirty two percent. So maybe if you, maybe if you just added up all the Sony platforms together, like they maybe are doing with the Microsoft ones. Yeah, I'm not, it I'm not sure. Yeah. a little confusing, but yeah, it's it's a, like I, no matter I, how you slice it up. I it's a I hell mean, of a thing. Did we
1: actually have this conversation at one point like a month ago? I feel like this actually, I almost feel like we ran this thought experiment, right? Of like, what's going to do better week one Horizon or Elden <laughs> Ring? Like, I absolutely would have put my money on her. Oh, no, that was going around on Twitter, actually. It's like hmm. video game analyst Twitter was talking about like what's going to be the biggest launch of February because there's all these big games coming out. And I absolutely would put my money on Horizon because, you know, like. Sony was out there like, oh, Horizon sold 20 million copies. Like, Horizon is a huge-ass franchise on the order of, like, an Uncharted. Like, I thought for sure that that was the mainstream, like, heavy hitter of the month and that Elden Ring would do, like, very well, but, you know, not not like this.
2: Do we know how (laughs) many copies? I mean, no Nintendo doesn't really put this stuff out, but did they ever say how many copies Breath of the Wild sold? Um, I don't know about that because that was the thing like horizon sold a lot of copies but i bet that number is actually lower than what the game that came out immediately after it ended up doing uh, in the you know, long it's, run
1: it, it's hard to it's hard to know what sales figures to trust especially yeah. for years old games like this because you get so many conflicting reports i mean if you google right now you see a lot of 18 million 21 million stuff like that for i think
0: it's imp- it's important to not I mean, Horizon, and, and I mean, it's an interesting thought experiment, but, mm-hmm. you know, Horizon is PS5, PS4 only. Right. And then, you know, um, no, not even a PC release at this point. So Elden Ring being on PC and on Xbox, I'm sure is boosting overall numbers, uh, but maybe there are numbers out there just on PS5, PS4 that would still push it ahead of something like that. Yeah, Horizon. I mean, you know, the yeah. PS4
1: install base is like, what, 120 million or something it's insane? Very like, it's, high. it's like one of the biggest install bases in history, so... But then maybe there are people who don't want to play that game on a PS4 anymore, yeah. but can't get a PS5 yet, so it's, it's tough to say. But
0: It's weird. I mean, again, that's why the, the physical sales with the lowest being on the PS4 was just a weird one, but these numbers are always a little wonky to me sometimes. And I know they're, just from having been around this stuff for a while, sometimes you have to pull from a lot of different weird sources between digital and physical. And, mm-hmm. Who's reporting what and who are you counting on to
2: report everything and store sales? I I don't think there's any way you could force companies to do this, and I'm not saying that we should. But man, I really wish there was (laughs) just a good, reliable sales report for all the companies, all the publishers out there. (laughs) It's very
0: reliable when they sell a lot, and you always hear
2: about it. You always, you always get the story from Microsoft or somebody when they sold a ton of copies of something. It just feels like we're rapidly approaching that Netflix engagement number thing where it's just like nothing <laughs> any company ever says is believable anymore. Mm. So Hey, just,
1: you know, hey, every product you put out is the biggest launch your company's ever had. That's <laughs> yeah, how it works. That's all I got to say.
2: Well, it sounds
0: like Elden Ring I believe that Elden Ring is doing very well. Some Yeah,
1: I mean, the the, the takeaway for me here is just these games have ascended to the highest echelon of like big deals in video games. Like they're not, they're not in any way a niche thing, even a big niche thing anymore. They're absolutely like the mainstream of video games now.
0: (laughs) Yes, you will. You will have plenty of people chasing that Elden Ring vibe uh, if they haven't already. Move over, Witcher. More Elden Ring, I guess. Uh, Brad, what else is going on in the video game world news?
1: Uh, those next gen—I'm sorry, those next next gen versions of Grand Theft Auto Five are coming out next week, mm. which I feel like kind of snuck up.
0: Mm. Also, that well, thing is
1: ten dollars on an, on PS Five, and
2: as in, just like you just pay them ten dollars and you get to have GTA Five on your PS Five.
1: Uh, the story, well, so Grand Theft Auto Online is free with PlayStation Plus, right? which it might as well be because you can't play it without PlayStation plus. Anyway, the story mode is 10 bucks. Okay. On Xbox, it is 20 for both. You can't buy just the story
0: mode on Xbox. They just want you in there spending money, spending, buying sharp. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, they do.
1: Oh yeah, of course. I mean, that's all that is. But
0: like, I just, I
1: figured that, I mean,
0: (laughs) how some, some value in there
1: really expected just a $60 release out of them because that's just what they do with these games. Like, in perpetuity.
2: Here's but. my question to you. How much better is this thing actually going to look?
1: Uh, I mean, there's, you know, they're doing full modes of, you know, performance fidelity. Uh, you know, there's a ray tracing mode. I, I don't have the graphical modes in front of me. I looked at them over yesterday. I think it's got four. I think it's got like performance oh, fidelity. And then there's like a performance with ray tracing and a fidelity, blah, blah, blah. Like they are. I'll definitely- say it
2: again. If you have more than two, I'm upset. Oh, sorry. It's three. Okay, that's still is. more than two.
1: Yes, it's 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 performance mode, a fidelity mode, and then a uh, and then a. Here's a little ray tracing like as a tree, a Spider Man, Spider Man <laughs> style performance mode with some ray tracing. So, I hate anyway, this.
2: I hate it.
0: Uh, welcome back to the the consoles, of the new PC.
2: I don't hate the upgrading of these games to new consoles. Just to be absolutely clear, I hate the fact that we are still having to split this stuff out in ways that feel like, again, if it's one or the other, if it's just two choices, I can live with that even if I don't like it. But if we're getting into like three or four range here, I feel like you are just, why? why are we even doing this on a console then?
0: I think the hard thing is, actually just switching between them to see any difference Uh, because with the performance and frame rate stuff you usually can see like oh this is 60 this is 30 but then when you start splitting hairs you're like does this reflection look a little different I'm not sure which one should I be on
2: which one feels right will we reach a point with these consoles where they figure out how to juice them enough that they don't have to do this anymore
0: um
1: I mean that's not going to be because they figure out how to exploit the power to some massive degree that they're not already. It's, always, it's going to be because they decide like, okay, we're making native games now and we just want them to look as good as they can. So we are mm-hmm. doing one mode and it runs at 30 frames a second.
2: I would take that, like, honestly.
1: Like I, I I am pretty much expecting a reversion to the mean on that front later in this generation because it always happens. Mm-hmm. Like
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's basically the back of box screenshot effect, except we don't really have backs of boxes anymore. But you know what I mean, though? It was like, yeah, yeah the conventional wisdom was always make your game look as good as it can. How it runs is secondary because the better it looks, the better it's going to be in trailers and screenshots and the more copies it's going to sell. Right. So unless you're driving, I still, I, I, I tend to think we are in some kind of extended honeymoon period right now because of the pandemic and like, you know, games still being cross generation for the most part. And like very few studios are making native only games at the moment for these new machines. And that at some point, at some point the, the, Switch is going to flip and they're going to be like, all right, let's see what we can actually get out of these things by pushing them as hard as we can now. And, you know, part of pushing them as hard as they can is not offering a reduced performance mode. Maybe they will like there's, you know, they can always build that into their tech roadmap of like we're going to have a 60 FPS mode no matter what. Like we will will design around that from the beginning like that would be appreciated, but I am trying to tell myself don't get too attached to all these performance modes.
0: Like, again, I'm with Alex, a performance mode and a quality mode, even though I don't love it, I'm, a, I would suffer it. It's when they get into three and four like iterations that it starts to get a little bonkers, Yeah, uh, but I hope they push it and I hope they push it real good. Yeah.
1: Anyway, $10 is insane for this because I've really just expected a $60 package for these next gen GTA fives as yeah. per their standard procedure. And Maybe I assume just, that
2: if you already own P- it, somewhere in the PlayStation ecosystem or the Xbox ecosystem, like, that's just the upgrade price, right?
1: No, no, no. That's just the price. That's just the price. Like, that's just the price. Like, literally just pay them. So this changes in June. Okay. In June, they go up to 40 bucks, which is the full
0: price. Interesting. Okay. They just, they literally don't have anywhere to put the money anymore. They just, the, the, the room the Well, ideally, they're putting it in into Grand Theft Auto 6, but
2: so
1: who knows. They're going to have to open another checking account. They finally hit, <laughs> that's hit the cap. Right
0: that's right they finally hit the cap money fight (laughs) um all right brad what else you got
1: um let's see a couple updates from the uh the extremely unfortunate situation in ukraine i mean you know company after company is pulling out of russia in terms of doing business there which you can certainly argue whether that's them taking a moral stand or fleeing an economy that's about to collapse Hmm. um but a couple of more significant stories here on that front uh stalker 2 is on hold indefinitely
3: Hmm.
1: which i of course makes sense i had completely forgotten that uh, gsc game world is based in ukraine i had totally like i just had not put two and two together on that one i mean obviously there's been a lot going on yeah hard to think of everything but like they have flat out just you know development of that game is on hold basically until the situation concludes they say like if you go to their your you go to their webpage, stalker2.com just has a big fat message on it about what's going on. And like, I mean, it literally says uh, none of Ukraine's citizens wanted war. Few were ready for it, but we will stand for our freedom to the last. I mean, like they have literally said, like, the development of this game is on hold until we achieve victory. <laughs> until until this concludes. So Completely
2: understandable. And I think they've said... I don't know if it was them that said this or another Ukraine based developer, but basically, like, their entire focus is on maintaining and, and guaranteeing the safety of their employees. And also, you know, I think there are some developers that are just straight up going in and fighting. Yeah. I've, I've seen some. Because of it's that. a conscripted army there. And yep. so, any any man of a certain age is like, basically, like, you need to come and you need to fight. Yeah. So, there's,
0: there's a shit ton of development in Ukraine. Like, yeah. we've. Uh, yeah, there's
1: a lot. I just I feel like Stalker, is, Stalker has been pretty high profile since. Probably that Xbox conference last. Yeah, it was the E3, the quote unquote E3 Xbox conference last year. Like Stalker right. Two, Stalker Two made a pretty strong showing.
2: Yeah. It was like their opener, I think.
1: Uh, it was pretty close, yeah.
0: And it's clearly, obviously, in the realm of this podcast. But yes. there's 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 a lot of other stuff uh, um, and people I've known that have just been like, oh my gosh, like you and your company are just fighting, right? Yeah, it, yes.
2: Literally, you are in a war t- zone. Taking now. up,
0: taking up arms. Yes. Um, it's it's it's. At one point, unbelievable, but then you have to believe it because it is reality.
3: Right. So,
1: yes. Uh,
0: so. What's the, uh, what's the other story here, Brad? Uh, Nintendo
1: has delayed the Advance Wars remake that was mm. due out next month out of respect for what's going on in Ukraine because as cartoonish as that game is, you know, it features a whole lot of, like, moving artillery around, trying to take territory and such.
2: Right. Yeah, child soldiers with tanks, maybe not the time.
1: Uh, so I don't think there is any, uh, well, of course, because we don't know how things are going to go. No word on how long that's going to last. They may hold that for some time.
2: Wasn't mm-hmm. the, uh, the addendum to that story, I believe, was that there was also an Advance Wars release that got delayed in Japan and Europe because the U.S. version of it came out September 10th, 2001. Okay. So this is not the first time a real world conflict has, forced a Advance Wars game af- be kicked further down the road. Yeah.
1: So, probably safe to assume that game is a good ways off as well at this point.
2: It was supposed to come out in April, right?
1: Yeah. Originally. Yes, April yeah. 8th, I believe. So, yep. Um, uh,
2: oui. indeed. Uh, we don't enjoy it when the real world infects this podcast, but sometimes it just has to.
1: Yeah. You know, obviously, like video games are on some level the least of the concerns related to that conflict. Yeah. But, uh, well,
2: I
0: think it's I think it's a um, it's a harsh reminder. I think when you talk about
2: stuff like Stalker, that there are people behind these games right. that are their yeah. lives are dramatic. their lives and livelihoods are very much on the line right now. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's what I mean. That's why I chose to focus on. You know, here are people, human beings, yes. who are affected by the situation physically. And that's why this game isn't getting done and not just like, Oh, you know, company X ceased shipments of products to Russia or whatever. Right. Uh,
0: all right. Um, how take a beat mm -hmm. next, next story, Mm
1: -hmm. impossible
0: pivot. Mm -hmm.
1: Yes. Uh, well, speaking of delays, uh, Forspoken has been delayed to October.
0: Oh, Forspoken. I keep seeing that come up in that, um, (laughs) that release tool.
1: Yes, uh, I believe that was next month as well.
2: Right? Yeah, that was supposed to be April. I think that's
1: the that's that Square Enix PS5 exclusive kind of action RPG.
2: Yeah, uh, from like
1: a- from Luminous Productions, who like I think was involved with Final Fantasy 15. I don't know if it's quite accurate to just say they were the development team.
3: Hmm.
1: I think they kind of were. I'm not quite clear exactly what Luminous Productions' role is inside of Square Enix, but uh, the game looks interesting.
2: Sure. Yeah, uh, I still don't really know what to make of it yet. Not sure I've it's done. like a kid in King Arthur's court. That's that's, story, that, right? that's the
1: aspect of it I'm not sure that I'm sold on yet, is the it's the kind of fish out of water, like here's just a modern day from real earth person transported into like this kind of fantasy realm. Like that I don't know. That can go well or not, depending on how it's written.
2: I also just feel like they haven't shown enough of it at this point to get a real sense of what they're doing there.
1: Yeah, like that last footage they put out, like definitely had some pretty like over the top third person action type stuff with a lot of magical powers type stuff. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's hard to get a sense beyond the main or just the core gameplay, like what the structure is gonna be like. Uh but it looks I'm interesting. Curious, yeah, it like, looks it looks interesting enough.
0: It looks different enough. You yeah, know, like okay. There's a slightly new story to yeah. have like a magic kingdom for sale sold ish right uh tale. Um
1: yeah, so that's that's off to October now.
0: Okay. Um, oh, okay. How about this one uh, here, Brad? This one we talked about before the show. Kind of. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. Yes. About, were, we, were we talking about this? What were we talking about? It's like,
1: how can I not find in our previous rundowns of show with where we were talking about a God of War movie or TV series? <laughs> uh, it's because the last time this came up, it was about The Rock being out there saying that he was going to be in another video game property. Mm-hmm. And we were speculating about what that might be. And then we said, you know, I bet The Rock would make a pretty good Kratos. (laughs) Yes. And now here we are with news that Amazon is looking at doing a God of War TV series on Prime Video.
2: I'm not convinced this is the thing The Rock was talking
1: about. Yeah, I'm not sure that Amazon Prime rates The Rock. At least I definitely would have said that they didn't until he did that Netflix movie. Yeah, So maybe he is down with some doing some streaming service stuff.
2: I think he just likes
0: being paid to do work.
2: Yeah, that's fair.
0: We should be clear that, yeah, right, we set that up. It is not confirmed The Rock is attached. No, no not it was at all. But it was, that, was,
2: that was me bandying about what yeah. it could be when he was yeah. talking about his hot new big video game movie or TV show project, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah,
1: it could be something totally different. But uh, yeah.
2: But no I saw some War, other people speculating that it might be that Call of Duty thing that is uh, rumored to Oh, be I running.
1: could totally see him doing a Call of Duty-related mm. thing, 100%. Mm. Um, mm. Anyway, yeah, it sounds like this God of War thing is going to be a streaming series, not a movie, which seems like the way that most things are going lately. <laughs> For, well, like yeah, especially
2: of, the Sony stuff because it Uncharted accepted, like you know, the Last of Us thing is a TV series on what is it, HBO? They're
1: doing it. Yeah, HBO's doing that.
2: Yeah. So and then look at this point, it seems like Sony's thing is we are making our version of prestige television slash movies, and then we are going to license those things out to the people who make those things. We are basing these things on.
1: Right. It's not just Sony though. Like Amazon, I totally forgot. Amazon is doing a Fallout series and there's supposedly a Mass Effect series as well. <laughs>
2: God. Get so, buckle up. Lot of oh, video game boy.
1: television coming soon.
2: If you uh, thought the discourse around Mass Effect was already poisoned beyond repair, get ready for the TV series.
1: And I just saw Brendan Sinclair wrote a ten years ago this month story on gamesindustry.biz about the Mass Effect 3 ending fiasco. God. That was 10 years ago this month.
2: Oh. Happy birthday. And Halo. <laughs> that Halo series is coming out soon. Yeah. Mmm. And Obi-Wan.
0: Uh-huh. And what well, we should mention that... Uh, Master this...
2: Chief is here, and Obi-Wan, <laughs> all your friends, bring all it on friends in.
0: Prestige television has never been more prestigious. Uh, this has uh, folks from the Expanse series attached to it, which that is
2: a well-regarded... Yeah. And People it also just it. ended.
0: Oh, I, you know, I have to catch up on it. I only made it through, like, the first or second season, and I, I really need to do I have not
2: it, watched so. any of the Expanse, but what I read was that... This is the last season they just did, and it was kind of a Game of Thrones thing where it felt like they maybe should have added a couple of episodes to that last season to flesh it out a little oh, bit. Like, it's only okay. six episodes, I think, or eight or something.
0: All right. It was, I enjoyed but what I watched. But people love that series. Yeah, I, they I, really want to watch
2: it at some point. Uh, I
0: want to finish the books before I watch it, but it felt like it diverged enough. But I, either way, it's interesting to see. Uh, maybe it's in decent hands to be adapted for uh, TV. Yeah, I, I, my thing is with some of these is, and I guess we really don't have that many examples yet. There are a lot of things cooking, but not a lot of examples. Don't not my, this is Vinny's advice corner, but like mm-hmm. steer away from trying to recreate the narratives from the games, right? Like side stories or pocket stories in those universes. I think for me play so much better than here is the tale of. Uh, of that you played in the video game and we have to hit all these beasts. You're
1: saying you want them to tell you another tale of the shepherd?
0: Yes, yes, thank you.
2: Yes. Another that tale. said, not to not to not to argue with you here. I think, yeah. I think I think your point is sound, but let's be real. The 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 jumping off point for a lot of people with the Game of Thrones and The Walking Dead and It's Ilk was when it immediately diverged from the stuff that that was already written out by a previous person.
0: You I mean when they got
2: out? Yeah, that's when yeah, that's yeah. when things started to fall off the rails a little. Yes. Bit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, listen, I don't know too much about that stuff except the Game of Thrones stuff. Which,
2: yeah, know. I stopped walking de- watching Walking Dead long before they fully diverged. <laughs> but like, it sounds like that was things were already headed in that direction, and then they got worse.
0: But if you start from saying like oh here's a peri- here's a- here- we're going to fill in a gap in Kratos's life that mm-hmm. you didn't see in the video games like here's here's what happened between the end of the trilogy and the reboot and we're going to fill in some of that that's like an interesting thing to me. I would watch. I would be interested to see that instead of like, I'm going to retell this whole Norse line again as it's continuing to go. And of course, if they retell it, then you have a split canon because they can never retell it beat for beat because it it's just it doesn't work that
2: way. I'm going to throw money down right now that they absolutely are going to tell that Norse story beat for beat. <laughs> and it's going to be extra funny because that game, like a lot of other things that came out in recent years, feels like it is the result of a bunch of people getting past the same Vikings DVD set (laughs) and they're being like, oh yeah, Vikings, fuck, Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, we could do this. Um, Yeah, we'll see, we'll see. Um,
0: All right. Brad, tell me about, um, tell me about Microsoft's uh, push into Japan. Dude.
1: Apparently we just hit 20 years of Xbox in Japan.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: Which uh, weekly Famitsu, perhaps you've heard of it, uh, has celebrated by publishing some pretty explicit sales figures for how the Xbox consoles have done in Japan over that twenty-year span.
2: Yeah, how'd they do?
1: Two point three million Xbox consoles of all types, lifetime to date.
0: Okay, wait. The the details on this. The devil is literally in the details of this story. It's-
1: 2.3 million Xboxes ever sold in Japan. Like, it's just it's like kind of hard to wrestle with that number. That is
2: 115,000 consoles a year. That is,
1: that is the original Xbox the 360, the Xbox One, and the most recent series, X and S, all combined just a little over 2 million units.
0: So, can you go down, because they break them out by console, and this is the wildest part. I mean, not that wild if you think about the popularity of some yeah, of yeah, these yeah. other ones, but like, yeah. Can you? Do you mind reading off? Yeah. These? The, yes.
1: Yes. The bulk. Of, the bulk of those are Xbox 360s. I <laughs> D- buy a lot. By overwhelming a
0: overwhelming majority.
1: Yes. One point six million of the two point three million are Xbox 360s.
0: Like
2: that is About, a lot of
0: 360s, and maybe not as many
2: Xbox Ones or Series X. Yeah. Well, so here's the question: Which one got more? The original Xbox or the Xbox One?
1: Oh, original by a lot. Okay. About four hundred seventy-three thousand Xboxes. 115,000 Xbox Ones, 142,000 Xbox Series X and S to date.
0: You know, there was a push. They tried. They they tried. Bill Gates went to
1: Japan and everything.
0: That 360, that's that's a 1.6 million. That's a respectable number of 360s mm, over there. You
2: know know what I would actually like to know is I would like to know what the scene for Xbox is like in Japan these days. Like, is it purely a collector's thing? Where they're just like, I want this foreign hardware, so I'm just going to have it?
1: That was absolutely always the impression I got of the Xbox's presence in Japan, especially in those first couple consoles, was that it was this boutique kind of niche, like, you know, like some people just happen to be really interested in the games from another territory. Mm. And there was a small number of people over there who had that feeling about the Xbox was of just like, hey, this console from another market is really fascinating to me and I want to own it and the games for it. There just weren't that many of those people.
2: Yeah, the thing you can't run a business on that uh, on that audience.
1: No, no, absolutely not.
2: Um, um, I
0: it's probably worth mentioning. I was just looking this up. The the PS five has reached a million units in Japan uh, this September mm-hmm. uh,
2: past. So like just for a little relative um, look, PlayStation, Nintendo are always going to win out in that country. That's just yeah. how it's going to go. Just yeah, I mean,
1: go. it's fair that you know, like console sales have just seemed pretty slow in Japan in general for a while. Like, the PS5 did not explode out of the gate there like you might have thought. But
2: but how much of that was due to just, like, accessibility of the console?
1: Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I get the sense that the market is just kind of shifting away from giant boxes over there. Uh, more so than here. I'm not sure. It's tough to I mean, say. I mean, especially look at you know the way that Sony has kind of reduced the presence of Japan studio dramatically and stuff like that
0: to be fair this article that i was looking at for the to the ps5 numbers says it hit a million faster than the ps4 did but the ps4 i don't know the ps3 didn't leave a good taste in a lot of people's mouths P- the ps the ps4 had some work to do uh, yeah. but it when, did that, when that work thing came out. It did that work, yeah. PS4 is a great console. PS3 was the one I think that Sony was just like. That was that was hubris. <laughs> Boy, yeah, K-
1: Ken Kudaragi had a dream.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, the PS4, the PS4's like lineup of games really took off. I like the PS4 mm-hmm. had a, I, in my memory had like a pretty pretty good yeah of
1: course i mean ps4 was also the era where like kind of playstation leadership shifted away Mm -hmm. from japan right like it shifted first to to america and then now it's kind of centralized in europe so like the playstation i think became a truly international console uh with the ps4
0: but uh you know i'm sure when microsoft has that meeting they all end it and say, well, they're all using Windows.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, you know, especially if you look at the, like, complete lack of a marketing push for the Xbox One and Series X over there, yeah. these numbers <laughs> shed some light on why that might be the case. Dead or Alive 3 for the original Xbox, still the highest-selling Xbox game in Japan. I believe it. <laughs> not hard to believe.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Do you, I mean, it's it's sad because I feel like not having gone to, uh, or covered TGS and while. I feel like I don't keep track but do you know how, like how online infrastructure for for Japanese console players is these days I know it was always kind of like a little the west and the and Japan like the infrastructure wasn't as much there but I don't know how it is I think yeah, it I'm got not, better
1: I'm, yeah, I'm not sure what the home internet situation is I mean I know like the market I think just had preferences for mobile and yeah. wireless devices a lot more so than here. I'm not 100% sure about that.
2: But my understanding is that like, at the very least at broadband speeds I think got roughly equivalent uh okay. in in most Asian territories, but I I don't you know, I don't know for certain.
1: Yeah. But I mean like, yeah. you know the switch the switch has been the thing over there for a while like that's just kind of far and away the thing. Right. As far and as like, I know.
0: Uh, like the 3DS was like probably 3DS is probably the best selling console of all time.
1: Um, no, I think that's still the PS2.
0: Okay,
1: if I had to guess, pretty sure that's right.
0: Or DS? I'm putting, maybe not the 3DS. I would maybe, yeah, I would probably say PS2 or DS. Guys, think, yeah.
2: Okay, I'm not saying we do this now because it's be irresponsible to do so. But with it, when it ceases to be irresponsible to do so, yeah, should we all go to Japan? <laughs>
1: you just want to go to japan i do I mean, but who, i kind I, of I mean, want to go with you japan guys too. too yeah i mean yeah. I, I miss i miss going to japan it's been a I very mean, long know, time.
0: doing a tgs i don't think it's the time to go either but like maybe at some point we're going to japan on the pretense of a, a tgs and we're really just going to japan uh, yeah i'm going to japan i may you have just, I, may,
3: I may have
1: had enough tgs for one lifetime <laughs>
0: I've yeah, still never I, been. I, that's what the I one show know. I've
2: never been to. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, that is space we'll, world, but that's we'll, that's a different thing.
0: We'll go to TGS. Brad and I will go off and go to the uh, go get some nice conveyor belt sushi. And mm. you, um, Alex, you can go report on TGS. Come back and let us know how it is and if it's a uh, fuck off. <laughs> let us know how that goes for you.
2: And I'm going uh, to an
0: onsen. Screw you guys. Uh huh. We'll see how it's all going. You know, I would mind going to Japan and not going to Tokyo. Like that. That to me might be. I'd go much. hang on Kyoto.
1: Yeah, I'd love to see Kyoto or Osaka at this point. Yeah. But
0: we'll just go and we'll do some re- market research. We'll we'll try and see how Nextlander is doing in Japan mm-hmm. if it can beat the market. Ex- yes. If it could
2: beat Xbox One numbers. Yes. Um, Kyoto uh, is or... legitimately the nicest city I've ever been to. I just want to go back. Uh, Apparently, it would not
1: be hard to beat Xbox there.
2: Yeah. <laughs> We can based do it. The, based on these uh, numbers.
1: I mean, you know, you, you always knew the Xbox was a niche of a niche over there, but, but it's kind of eye-opening yeah. to see exactly how small it was.
0: Yeah. 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 You always heard they were trying to make inroads. But, yeah. I get it. I get it. Uh, always interesting to see, though. That is going to wrap up the news. Uh, but it doesn't wrap up this podcast. I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, I want to thank everybody for uh, uh, checking out NextLander. Uh, if you want to check out NextLander over on uh, YouTube, Twitch, thank you very much for supporting us there, listening to this here podcast. You can also check us out over on Patreon.com slash NextLander. A bunch of interesting stuff going on over there. Uh, we, are, we are trying some things uh, more to come in the future. There's a video version of the planorama. If you are interested in checking that out over on the Patreon, uh, something we're experimenting with, I think the video for that show adds a, adds a good deal. So, uh, we're trying to check that out and and more to come over there as we kind of push and pull and, and see what's going on.
1: Hey, check this out. What if you could see the games as we talk about them?
0: You know, that'll never catch on. <laughs> Who wants to see that stuff? They just want to hear us describe what a game looks like in, in great detail uh one of our patreon tiers over there you can find a t- d- whole different uh, array of tiers but one of our tiers over there the mysterious benefactor tiers has an added bonus of having their names read on this here podcast and alex navarro if you don't mind doing the honors of reading
2: these fine mysterious benefactors i would and i will this week's mysterious benefactors are eric magnaval no one vinnie's giant booga boogas nelson leblanc james smith skywarp john hubbard sean miller jack einiker nick Donegan, evan cook mark wilhelm jm jerry lee gary Pegsky, conrad kuzman robert fisher john McInnes hashtag bunny crimes peter Reardon, thomas lynn jad rita Statics, Andrew Jackson, Bacon Monk, Chris Barkhurst, Anders Buga, Devin Maestro-Hall, Brian Murphy, Kevin Velado, Randy Duax, Mark Allenbach, Aaron Gonzalez-Beer, Andrew Tiepkin, It's Me JP, Edward Cheek, Andrew Slosky, Steve Lynn, Richard Welsh, aka Hired Noobs, Matthew Herrig, David Campos, and Tyler Treese.
0: want to thank everybody again for supporting us we really can't do it without you whether it's uh on the patreon at any tier uh or if it's on uh twitch or on youtube listening to our stuff really can't make this possible without you and thanks for all the support uh you've given us uh it allows us to do what we do here uh we couldn't do it without your support Uh, a couple of uh programming notes We have, um, hopefully I have remembered, uh, we've saw some feedback. I saw some feedback too about, um, time codes in the podcast. You know, there's nothing we can do about the version that is not on Patreon because stuff gets edited in there dynamically, but I'm going to start putting a note. I think just at the head of the podcast to make sure people know those time codes might be off. And that is due to ads getting inserted dynamically. We just don't have control over which ad gets put in there. Uh, And when it does and in what territories? So uh, we don't know the complete time of the thing. Also, just going to add in there a little behind the scenes stuff. The way podcast readers read the time code, it's ridiculous. And we put in about two or three different ways for them to read the time code. And they pick which one they read. So um, we have the most control over the Patreon feed. That's where the time codes are going to be accurate. But I'll I'll stick a note in there because I know some people are jumping around in spoilers. Uh, trying to avoid stuff and landing in the wrong spot. So um, I appreciate that feedback, so thank you. Yeah.
1: Uh yeah, we do, we do the best we can. I mean, we we solicited feedback a few weeks ago and, and basically unanimously the feedback was fuzzy time codes are better than no time codes. Yeah. Yeah. No, nobody but, um, nobody wanted to see us get rid of them entirely, but yes, they will be they will be And uh, we don't want to get rid of them. They will be off a bit in the in that public feed.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I'll, I'll put a thing. Uh, hopefully it's on this show. I'll just put a thing at the first time code. That's like, Hey, they, these, might be off. Um, just beware. Uh, and I think that's, um, until the time code consortium gets together and figures it all out. Uh, I'm not sure much else we could do. Again, the Patreon time codes on that feed will be the most accurate or should be, should be accurate. The, they're what the, they're what the artist intended. Uh, I should say. Uh, also, uh, coming up, uh, Alex is coming by the basement for a little in-person live Def Jam fight for New York mm-hmm. stream that is happening, um, at the release of this podcast, uh, out there on the 10th. So you can come join us for that. It'll be our first in-person live stream for both next lander and for me and probably, I don't know, the year and a half, two years. It is, uh, it has been a long almost the day. time,
1: like, almost. Almost to the day. It
2: literally will be, like, Friday is the day.
1: Uh, I believe, let's see, we're recording this on March 9th. Mm -hmm. I want to say March 11th, or maybe the 10th, was our last day in the San Francisco office.
2: Oh, wow. Two years ago. Well, so, yeah, because, like, Jeff was working from home, and he was on that last Def Jam stream. Like, he was remote in on that while we did it. But the day we walked out of the e-studio... was the 11th
1: yeah you guys were oh was that the 11th yes we might be past the two year point for us then I forget (laughs) the exact date was yeah we were two or three days before you guys but yes like it's we're like right at two years of this now
2: that stream is the one if you you go back and watch it that stream is the one where you can see Vinny be like I just got an email (laughs) They're gonna, I think we they're have
0: about, to go. They're <laughs> gonna sanitize this this office in about ten minutes. Yeah, so uh, we they, have to go home. Well,
3: we
1: have to go home. We'll see. We'll be back in a couple weeks. Yeah, back, here. We'll be back here in the studio. Back in a couple weeks.
0: Could, so, so that be, should be It's fun. not gonna be
1: more than two weeks, right?
0: Yeah. yeah, I'm. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to seeing you, Alex, and looking forward to seeing how that works out here. Me it'll too. probably be uh, kind of a mess, but like you know, we'll try it out. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, this basement is kind of a mess, so it'll fit right in. Uh, we also have up on the site now, uh, um, uh, or on the site we've got on YouTube and and, well, YouTube and Twitch. So you can, I think you can watch our WWE two K 22, uh, video we did on Twitch. The archive on YouTube is blocked globally. Uh, while I have a dispute in saying like, Hey man, we're covering this video game, but there's footage in it that is real footage. And I think they really don't like that. Uh, so there's footage in the push game. Then they put
2: real footage in the video game.
0: Yeah, so we'll see if that winds up being up by the time you hear this on YouTube. But if you can't find it there, it should be up on Twitch, I hope. I don't know. I haven't checked that today. And then uh, also we have the Gran Turismo. Um, you can take a look at that. That should be up as well. Uh, we will be doing uh, Mass uh, Effect Andromeda mm-hmm. on Friday. Alexi Quest continues there. You can check that out. Uh, along with, like I said, the uh, Ramblecast and that video panorama, if you want to go check out that, I actually really like that <laughs> video. So I have mentioned that two or three times now because I think that's kind of fun to see. Uh, I think that's gonna do it. Um, Brad, you're uh, you're headed out of town for a bit. Yeah,
1: I mean I'll be around. Safe working travels. Working, working remotely.
0: What? Working remotely?
1: I've got this fancy new laptop time to put it through spaces.
0: time to get I tires it. I love it um, well thank you Alex thank you Brad thank you and, um, thanks everybody again for your support and I hope you're doing the best you can out there so we'll be back next week with more video games see ya